Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRia.com. And if I had to tell you the amount of wonderful people we've had that have been in the luxury space and have moved their way into cannabis, it's plenty. And I'm talking about at least about a good dozen I know I've interviewed on this program that we've talked about from various levels, you know, say from Nordstrom, you know, working for products like with Halston or what have you. And now we get to go and continue along. And let me just talk to the person who's the designer and creator of Pretty High, who is my guest for this episode. Now, she helms a brand for people who love life and find joy in the journey. And she created Pretty High to celebrate her passion for uniting vintage and new, casual and hot and simple and edgy uh, products. And it's more than a product. It's a way of thinking, a way of living, ever evolving. And that's why Katie Reddy is our guest and she is co-founder of pretty high here on the program thank you for joining me today i appreciate it or ceo and founder. thanks for having me now start that again hold on sorry about that so with all that said i want to welcome the ceo and founder of pretty high katie ready onto the program katie thanks for being on pretty high thanks for having me absolutely thank you for making time to go and join us so if you can i normally like to be the one that always gives all that extra information ahead of time but I'll go ahead and ask real quick about the background where you come from and what brought you, because I couldn't find everything about what your background was and what brought you into the space, but what can you share with us in terms of where you were before you came in and designed pretty high roughly seven years ago? (laughs) Well, interesting. I was pretty low before I was pretty high. (laughs) Um, I come from the healthcare industry as a child life specialist. Um, So I work in the hospital with kids, helping them cope with um, medical illnesses, their diagnosis, procedures. We do a lot of play to help distract them to get through and to cope with their hospital experience. So for me, play comes pretty easily. It's what I do best. Um, But I I always worked in a position of service. I always say two things that my soul requires. One was to be of service to others, and two was to create and I feel like for so long I was doing positions of service, which um, were where I was meant to be at the time. Um, but then personally, I started um, having conflict with needing to create. And part of what I've always done and what I've always appreciated is, is building something new and creating something. And um, so I was sort of personally uh, drowning, if you will. Like I was just right. kind of stifled because I wasn't creating. I was doing my day to day. Well, let me ask you about that before we get into the creative part, because what you were doing is so compassionate. I mean, 
Mm. And I don't want to glom over this. You were working several years in healthcare and pediatric pediatric hospice as a child yes. life specialist. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to. I, I you are brave for you to go ahead and be there for those children at such a time, you know, in the short amount of time that they have. And I can only imagine what it went through. Cause you talk about yourself that, you know, you played with children in the hospital, teach them about their diagnosis, help them cope with the illness. And you felt it was an honor. It was an honor for you to do the work, but hmm. you know, on the, on the, that you dream design for the make wish foundation. Like that's amazing. <laughs> and so what I wanted was, was, was going to originally ask was about the creative part where, Luxury was something that you wanted to go ahead and use. It was the inspiration, your onus, your your muse to go ahead and create something here because that is a pretty dynamic contrast to what you were doing. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've always created. I've I've made stuff my whole life, and we always joke. You know, uh, you know, I'll spend weeks making a, a dog collar with nineteen twenties crystals and. Yeah. My husband always say, well, why aren't you selling those? And I say, well, because I'm really not. Am I ever going to really make the money back for it took me weeks to make this piece? Yeah. You know, so I've always just made things for for hobby and for fun. And I, I did. I, I came to Texas to take my dream job with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, and then that I started having kids. So I stayed home with my kids, which were the priority for years. And then as I was transitioning back into work outside of the home, um, I took a job as a pediatric hospice child life specialist, and I really wasn't quite sure if I could. I'd always had a draw to it, um, to death <laughs> and to being with people in, in final moments and just being open to that experience and letting them lead me. Um, but I wasn't really sure if I could do it since I had kids of my own. I thought, gosh, this could be maybe too hard for me emotionally. Um, but that ended up being a job that sort of, well, it fell into my lap. And so when those things happen, you you know, you go with it, you follow the science, here it is, I'm going with it. I was hired the next day and worked that for a couple of years. And um, just the most beautiful place to be in with people in life and feel, yes, it's a position of honor and uh, felt like that's exactly where I was supposed to be. Um, but that was a nonprofit job also. And so mm-hmm. those they were closing the doors on that company. And so as those doors were closing, I was sort of having this itch of, you know, wanting to break out and do my own thing, wanting to focus on creating in my own way and space. And, um, and I'm a, I'm a consumer. I've, I've uh, been a cannabis consumer since college and it's, uh, it's always been part of my life. Um, But when I, when that job was ending and I thought that I would start pursuing something in the creative field, I thought, okay, well, I'll try marketing or I'll, you know, I'll do something in the marketing field. And uh, I went downtown one day somebody to take me on as an intern and uh, met up with my girlfriend for lunch shortly after to tell her about, you know, my new pursuit. And she looked at me, I was holding one of my embellished dugouts and she looked at me and she said, why aren't you selling those? And I kind of looked at it and I thought, why am I not selling these? And that was, I mean, that was seven years ago. So that was really when the cannabis industry was, was changing and was being uh, more things were happening. Legalization was on the horizon. Uh, Conversations were being had. I mean, it, it was all the rage, right? Seven years ago. It still is. But seven years ago, it was really when it became the hot topic. And I thought, why am I not selling these? And I, I just felt like, um, you know, there was a lack of 
of what I'm offering in the space. And also I, you know, it was something that I felt like could turn, turn money because, yeah. because it's a new industry and I, uh, there is nothing like what I'm offering in the space. I don't believe. <laughs> so here and I am. I so seven years in. later. <laughs> yeah. I want to jump in and say too, that Katie sure. has said all her life, like she has mm-hmm. been such, she's the creative one of us too. If I got to buy a gift or plan a party or whatever, she's creating, she's designing. She's always said all her life. I'm going to come up with an idea. You know, I've got to come up with an idea, but it's got to be, she's always wanted it to be, you know, it's not just about making the money. She wants to do something that's meaningful. And, you know, of course, got to make some money to support your, your life. But in turn, she wants to give back, you know, and a lot of that is connecting with people and she's taking all her favorite things and combined them into this beautiful brand that you can't even like words don't even do it justice. Her pictures on her website don't do it justice. You need to hire Katie to come do a personalized trunk show for you. So mm-hmm. she, you can meet her and you can see her ideas. Like Katie's super eclectic person. She has great taste. She collects antiques. She lives at antique malls. She finds, you know, all these beautiful, unique pieces, curates some and makes them her own, but then also has found her own niche in the market and wants to bring back that antique feel and that quality luxury feel to things that are, you know, we, we throw away, we're in the throwaway industry now, you know, life, we throw it away. We don't use it. Disposable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Use it and get rid of it. That's better. Yeah. And by the way, that's Annie Honestly. Weinhold, who's uh, your, your sister, Katie, correct? And also uh, involved with pretty mm, high. My soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> she's my, she's my everything. She's the, she's the pretty high too, to the pretty high. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, and she's just taken it. I mean, talk about her perseverance. Like, you know, she's been digging at this for seven years and even before, before it really became pretty high, but she wants to have a quality long lasting product that is also a collector's item that in 50 years, we're looking for that on eBay instead of looking for the stuff from 1920 from eBay, you know, like it's, she just created something really super unique. It's you, you won't see anything like it, but you've got to see it in person. It's just, it's something there's stories behind her pieces and it's, it's amazing. Thanks. Of course there's the, the real endorsement. Now, this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. I'm gonna just say this and, and I don't mean this and, and really just it's just me and I mean I don't understand. But when I think about luxury, I always think about like you know, I live in, I live right near Palm Beach. I live right near Worth Avenue, which, you know, the luxury, you know, we want to go past by Tiffany's or Cartier or, you know, yeah. whatever, or Polo, Pretty whatever nice. it is, right? Armani, <laughs> it's all right there. But it's like, you know, those stores are all there, New York City, Madison Avenue, Los Angeles, whatever. But, but it's like for me, London, Paris, but what you're creating that would be in those kind of stores you're doing it from the areas of Fort Worth, Texas, and you originally came from Missouri. So what was it about, if there's any kind of a feel where, how you got yourself into the vintage, that aesthetics of creating luxury products that are, by the way, very well highly crafted. 
uh, high craftsmanship with brass, gold, various features, and a, I mean, the mechanics of it are pretty detailed. Mm, Talk about yes, where that connection came in. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. No, how that how that connection came together, where you know you would think it's from the city, not from the country. And luxury, yeah. yeah. Well, sure. for us, I well, I you know, there's a more quality sorry. thing. Yeah, I'm right. gonna let you- I think that there's a is this a distinction for me. Somebody says, "Love for me, luxury is quality craftsmanship." You know, I, I, pretty high. They're stunning and they're beautiful pieces. And my hope is that they'll catch your eye. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, I need to know more of that. So it's beautiful. It's the stage piece. But if you really get with pretty high and you feel the quality of the way that it's made, and the materials it's made with, and how it's made, and the hands laid on it, and um, you know the soulful connections behind every piece, everything that that pretty high is is intentional. Um, it's intentionally good and simply, uh, simply so. So for me, luxury isn't necessarily um, luxury is synonymous with craftsmanship for me. And I find a lot of luxury pieces are, are also that same in that same caliber. Um, but I really I think that what stands apart for me is that everything is is very intentional and mixing the old with the new and and kind of trying to share some of the history of the pieces and the materials. Um, you know, why where did Lucite come from and and Bakelite and why I prefer brass over gold. I mean, I don't make anything with semi-precious stones. I do everything with um, costume stones, really, um, and antique pieces and and brass and Lucite and glass um, and all, you know, old costume jewelry pieces is really where uh, what I love. So that wouldn't necessarily be considered, you know, a lot of luxury brands would say it's semi-precious stones with gold, silver. Um, but really I'm in the, I'm in the costume world and, and, and back in the day, that's where it was at too. I mean, w- w- most people couldn't afford the gold and the, and the silver, but you could get your hands on something brass and m- a lot of things were made in brass uh, because of its durability right. and its strength and its quality. So really I'm just trying to embrace, uh, you know, simple materials, simple things, but showcasing them in this really stunning and beautiful show-stopping way. But the craftsmanship for me is where it's at. So luxury equals craftsmanship. <laughs> and it's interesting when you pick the period of the 30s and the 40s. I think of the movie Babylon that I watched last year in the theaters. That's definitely right around the after the pictures sort of became talking pictures. And the whole look, the whole vibe to everything, just where Hollywood was being presented. Same thing goes with the stage in Broadway. The, the kind of look, just the feel to it. it they definitely were adorned with various jewels and, and various you know, uh, trick is just the way of uh, just of decoration, just of a look. Is yes. there something about where you saw from the movies or anything that w- inspired you to go for that time period specific? I don't uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I always loved <laughs> I always loved the great Gatsby and the idea of these glamorous yeah. parties. And, you know, the, I feel like everybody loves that. It's a classic. But just this idea of a time when times were hard and times were rough. But people still found a way to enjoy and to connect and to socialize and to feel beautiful, you know. Um, and I, I've always loved that time frame. And, um, you know, I could say that that book or that movie has been inspiration for me. But really, I've loved that period my whole life. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe I was from the 20s. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but this <laughs> but fascinating because it's there. like because, I mean, there is something about where. It's, it would be interesting to think into your mind into what was some of the inspirations it brought to you. I mean, obviously, because whatever it is, 
brought in great products. Let's talk about the products themselves. Now, let's go and direct people to the website first off. Prettyhighlux.com. That's prettyhighlux.com. And there's various products. I want to just take real quickly from, there was a lot of good press you've gotten so far leading up to, you know, talking about pretty high up on this program here. And from the likes of Warren Burrow talking to you, High Times talking to you, Warren Burrow Skunk, and High Herstory. I want to take this review they took that was just pretty quickly from them saying how they were absolutely blown away by the simple edge of design of what's called Doug, a bold black and brass dugout complete with a golden pipe and poker. And also you, they also love the pretty high roller, a brass and leather roller with a brass tray, which will look stunning on any boss lady's desk. Love that. Mm -hmm. So take me behind some of the products that have really stood out. Doug, pretty high key, uh, the roller. They're beautiful. I mean, it's just, it, it's amazing. It's like, almost feel like when people try to use this, it almost feel like this is more almost decorative. It almost feels <laughs> bad to even try to use them and actually function with them and use them every day. But not because right. pretty high is tough, but pretty. And that's the whole, that's everything that I want to represent. I mean, life is to be enjoyed, right? There's nothing worse than getting a new pair of shoes or a new bag and keeping it in your closet. Like who, who does, who buys it and puts it away? I mean, I really believe in my mom always taught us that, you know, use, use what you've got and enjoy it and then, and see how long it'll take you, you know? So I feel like the pieces, yes, they're beautiful and they speak for themselves, but once you put them in your hand, they're undeniably, uh, have quality and, and you feel like, yeah, I can use this. This will withstand the test of time. I mean, this is here to be used, be appreciated, um, and, and be beautiful and a conversation piece. Um, probably, you know, Doug, a lot of the pieces that you collection, my, my Doug is my main man. I mean, he's always there when you need him. He right. likes all my ideas. He thinks I'm funny. <laughs> Doug is really just me. I mean, Annie and I have joked our whole life. You know, I've got a new idea. I send it to Annie or she'll say, are you with Doug? Yeah, Doug. Doug's always there. He's, this, you know, this pocket uh, purse-sized um, dugout. And it has everything you need in this tiny little black box. So he's kind of my main man. And that's the, that's the piece that I always um, like to share because I feel like everybody needs a Doug in their life. Also, and it's like a website. piece of jewelry. I mean, it's like a piece of jewelry. Her, you know, when she has brick and mortar, the idea is it's going to be like walking into a jewelry store of pretty things. You know, um, there's a but need see, I for that. Step it, I would step it up, Amy. I would actually step it up. I wouldn't say jewelry store. This is the department store. I can see yeah, this well, at a Saks or Nordstrom. I mean, let me Absolutely. ask you this: Has there been any? Has there been any uh, talk about? Is that something where? I mean, even if you obviously the website you could buy from, but if people were actually able to go and see the in stores, is that something where it's a possibility to see this someday in a storefront or just in a you know in a box, you know, in a display piece out of the absolutely, yeah. Well, I don't see why I would for sure. I mean that I pursued first and foremost, thinking that I would get these into department stores because I feel like. That's kind of where I ride. I mean, but I've I've discovered over the years too, as it's evolved. You know, Pretty High is this whole show. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole complete show, and it's all of these things manifest accessories. Yeah, 
Now, I also see that you do quite a bit when it comes to billboards. You do uh, all the modeling is you throughout the whole website. It's everything is you and you're displaying the products themselves as well, including the merch. And it looks great. I mean, it's a very high end Hello. Very luxury. It has that department store, it, not the department, but I mean, like that, that higher end store vibe. It's definitely luxury. It definitely has all that feel. And so yeah. for those who want to get their hands on it and, you know, get, follow along with what you're doing. We've said the website pretty high lux, L-U-X-E.com. What about social media? What about other places where people can connect with you? Any pop-ups coming in the future where people might be able to see the products for themselves first firsthand? What can you tell us? Yeah, I love the trunk shows. That's really where I get to connect and see who loves the pieces enough to buy them. And, uh, you know, you can always find me on my website. I'm hoping that's much further reaching, of course. Um, but I'm always looking for new opportunities um, to get pretty high into boutiques or department stores or just private events. Uh, that's kind of really where where I thrive and what I enjoy. I like to pack up my gold cash full of product and take it to a private event and really um, wow people. I mean, I think that people who are consumers, when they see the pieces, they really are shocked by, you know, kind of what I'm offering and what they have access to. You know, we didn't know that this something so beautiful existed. And uh, yeah, I really like to share the pieces in person. I mean, that's really what part of why I started pretty high because I was needing connection to people and um, and creating. And that's how I landed on pretty high. And I thought, you know, I, this is something I'm, I'm good at. I could create and I can connect with others doing it. So the trunk shows are really and the private events is, is really where I love to be. Um, but I'm always open to opportunities and possibilities and just seeing where uh, the journey takes me. I'm going to just shout out to all those people that know socialize within Palm Beach, New York, and all the major markets that would love luxury products like what Katie's providing with Pretty High. Tell them to go ahead and you can reach out to her, set them up for another show, and let people get to see this product. Because the products are wild, they're great, and you should check it out for yourself. PrettyHighLUXE.com and Katie Reddy uh, with Pretty High. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an honor to sit with you. I mean, you're so well-spoken and I appreciate you sharing pretty high for me because that's what it's all about. And, and uh, surely we'll find my people here. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. I appreciate that. Thank you. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.